Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jordan Poole got turned into Chris Paul, and he's making 30 this year, and next year I know is not fully guaranteed. Is there any way that the Warriors can turn Chris Paul's salary spot into something in the open market in the offseason? You can. It's just a matter of how much salary do you want to bring back. Um, the, the challenge becomes is that because Chris's contract is, is non-guaranteed, you're not trading a $30 million player unless you guarantee some of that money. So if you want to go out and get a $30 million player, player you're not you have to basically guarantee you know basically all of it here um so that's that's it's basically what phoenix went through um phoenix went through last year when they traded him to um to the wizards um in the in the beal deal and they had to guarantee the contract here so yeah i mean you could you could definitely you could definitely flip that again um it's just a matter of how much more salary you are are you willing to take back Bobby Marks, ESPN, NBA capologist, front office talker, joining us here, Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Bobby, what about the? Can we go back to Clay for a second? Sure. 25 to 30 million. There's another team out there that would offer him that? It's hard for me to see it, you know, unless unless it's like, you know, Orlando who, you know, maybe, you know, feels, you know, they need shooting down there and, and, and are willing to come in and, and maybe give you a one-year $30 million deal type deal, something like that. I it's hard for me to see a team going out and committing three years seventy five million dollars for Clay Thompson. It, it really is. And he's been he's listen, he's been up and down. We all know what's going on. Coming off the bench, he was great in Utah before the all star break here. But as the salaries are these days, you basically have two max guys and then your next guy is in that twenty to twenty five million dollar range. I mean that's just that's it's they're basically trying to do a puzzle and that's kind of where he would fit in. Yeah. So, but if another team wouldn't offer it to him, then why? Why would the Warriors have to pay him that? Yeah, I mean that's it's a good point. I mean you don't have to do anything. You can maybe let it let let him go out and let the market dictate it. He's not a restricted free agent. You don't have the right to match anything. Um, you can certainly put something on the table before June thirtieth as far as an extension here, um, or you can you know, or you can let him go out and, and shop. And you know, the one thing you don't want him to do is leave. You know, he it leaves for nothing. It, it all it does is, you know, it, it ensures you basically that you'll be under the luxury tax. When you look at the Andrew Wiggins contract now, a year or two after the Warriors signed him to that extension, what does the league think of him as a player, and how valuable does he become based on his relative amount on the salary cap? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the guys, as I said, the guys in that 20, and he's a little bit north of that, the guys in that $20 million range are, are value. You know, I know he's, he's been up and down. Um, he has played, has played better. Um, you know, he's got three for, I think three for 85 left after, after this year. Um, you know, I mean, you could, I mean, if you ever had to dump him, you, you definitely could. I think, I think we're, we're Golden State caught, caught a break. And I, I was talking to a couple of teams about this. The Jordan Poole contract, which I thought at the time was a good value deal, you get a lot of teams talking as, as one of the worst contracts in the NBA right now based on his production in, in Washington. So you, you caught a break there as far as flipping that because if you had been stuck with that, then you would be, I mean, then you would be heading to purgatory as far as from, from a cap, from a cap standpoint. Bobby, your understanding of this whole picture and then add in your basketball acumen. I want to throw a phrase at you and you tell me what it means to you because we say this and hear it in the Bay Area all the time. Maximizing the remainder of Steph Curry's career. What does that mean to you? What does that look like for the Warriors? I mean, what it means is that you, you know, you have to keep the checkbook open. I mean, that's that, and it's kind of similar to what's going to happen in LA with LeBron. You know, the reality is is that there, you might just be at a point where maybe you're not good enough compared to some of these Western Conference teams here. And this is this is kind of who you are in that you you're hoping that the young kids take a take a big step here, but. You know, as far as maximizing, you know, can you pull another rabbit out of the hat from a couple of years ago when you won a championship? I mean, that that's probably where – that's what you probably – you know, do you have another run-in with this group if, if you do resign Clay and, and your, your two young players take a, take a huge step here and you get Wiggins back from, from two years ago? So, yeah, I mean, you're, you, what you want to do – yeah, you're trying to – he's got – after this year, he's got two years left. He's still playing at a high level. You're trying to do everything, and it's 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 going to be interesting here. Is if 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 you start cutting corners from a salary standpoint to devalue the product on the on the roster, what does that send to you know to your best player? Yeah, it's a message that fans don't want to see sent. You mentioned LeBron James, and he's got a player option for next year. What do you think the chances are of him taking his talents, maybe not to South Beach, but elsewhere, in hopes of maybe uniting with his son who comes out early? It's going to be fascinating, you know. I mean, yeah, son is, you know, um, dra- would be draft eligible if he if he declares, you know, you know, would a team, you know, if a team was like Philadelphia, for example, if they're picking in the twenties, would they pick him, thinking they have a chance at getting LeBron? Um, you know, it's he's got a fifty-one million dollar player option. I think if if LeBron ever raised his hand and said, "I want out and I want to go somewhere else." Um, whether it be in a in a trade or you know going into free agency or see to go play with his son, um, you know I think that would certainly um, certainly be a, you know be on the table here. But you know as you as you guys and you'll see them tomorrow night, they're no closer to a championship. I mean, they played better, but they're nowhere near where you know Denver is and some of these younger teams. And that's that's the beauty of the Western Conference is that all you got to get into all you have to do is get into the playoffs. Because you're going to get probably uh, Minnesota or OKC teams that you know have not been there before. You know, you get you get if you're Golden State, you get OKC in round one. I'd, I'd like your chances there. Any chance LeBron ends up on the Warriors next year, Bobby? I, you know, I, it was a fun story, and I think you know there's certainly merit to it. And I think you know when you go through the trade deadline and he's tweeting out emojis of hourglasses. <laughs> you definitely have to put the call in there. <laughs> I just don't listen. If, if you wanted to come out, come, come there for the veteran minimum, 
<laughs> I mean, you could do that if he wants to play with, um, you know, a sign and trade would be extremely, extremely tra- uh, challenging. Him opting into his contract, who who knows? I think it's, I would say it's probably, uh, you know, you never say never in this league, but I would say unlikely. Bobby, great stuff, man. We, lo- we, we love the info, the perspective. Thank you so much for hopping on. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Okay, Bobby Marks, ESPN. Yeah, it's a good follow-up to the, uh, yeah. the idea because we all want to dream, but those are the two scenarios. LeBron plays for the veteran minimum, and Bobby kind of cracked himself up as he was saying that <laughs> and how unlikely, and then a sign-and-trade. And as he mentioned, when you're up where they are in the second apron, it has to be dollar for dollar. You don't get that 125% salary buffer, so to speak. So it'd be a $51 million worth of player going out, which would mean you, you sign Clay to 25, and then you throw in Wiggins, and then you throw in Kaminga, all to get LeBron for for one year. Yeah. I mean, even Joe Lake, who likes to throw those dice, I don't think he'd want to throw those dice. Okay, uh, let me throw a little rat-a-tat-tat at you. Okay. Some things that I heard Bobby say that we should we should bat around for a second. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, approximately five years, $131 million. Yeah. You in? I'm in. I'm in. And this feels different than hmm. the Jordan Poole deal, which wasn't quite that high. But when they gave Poole that money, it felt like, okay, Jordan, now... Go out and have another year where you average 20 a night and really develop into a guy. Now, you're not ever going to find the next Steph, but can Jordan Poole be a 20-point-a-night guy? Okay, Jordan, go do it. And as we know, he got punched. He didn't develop, and now it's seen as one of the worst contracts in the association. That was the next thing I was going to throw out to you. I didn't mean to skip ahead on the rat-a-tat-tat. Jordan Poole, one of the – this is, again, thought of around the league as one of the worst – contracts in the league i mean i'm no capologist right but, but yeah 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 i mean look at look uh, at the look yeah. at look at the number and forget social media and the funny clips you see of jordan pool yeah and instead go to the efficiency rankings of players and their dvoa and their output and all of that jordan pool is one of and I know it's hard for me. Also, Bob, but he's averaging 17 a game. He's one of the worst players in the league. Right. No, Jordan Poole. Yeah, he's been bottom 10 all year. One of the worst players per minute in the league. No doubt. No doubt. And I, we've talked about it so all season. Yeah. And, you know, points per game, he's up there. Jordan Poole is. What's he averaging now? Uh, let me see if I can find him. He's I averaging 15.6. Is it down to that? Oh yeah. my God! He's seventy second in the association Ugh. in points per game. Hop online if you were one of those people that was like, he's going to average twenty eight a game in Washington. Effective field goal percentage. Jeez. Uh, effective field goal percentage of the players who qualify. There are one hundred and forty three of them. His rank one forty three. <laughs> he is last in the association in effective field goal percentage at forty six point nine. Good Lord, look at these numbers. It, I mean, they're bad, Mark. They're bad. So Ugh. Uh, just raw field goal percentage, he's shooting 48%, which is ahead of only eight guys in the association, including Trey Young, by the way. Yikes. Well, Trey. and Trey Young, you know, there's another. Like, you can start to see these players. They start to show themselves a number of years into their career, and it doesn't mean they're bad players, and I'm not here to be a hater or anything like that. Like, 
I, I've used Steve Francis as an example of this in the past. Ooh. I think there there are others. There are others. Plenty of many them. others. There's a lot of them in the league. They're very very talented. They are offensively stunning sometimes, but they don't guard anyone, and they don't really understand, in my opinion, the intricacies of how to approach offensive and team basketball. And the net result of it is, is somebody who can do things statistically in the league, but not lead a winner. Right. You can, like, And I firmly believe that about Trey Young. That is never going to be a one or a two on a team that ends up in the Final Four. Never. And is your game such to where you can be a two or a three based on the way you play? And I think about Russell Westbrook, and that's why every time I say, you know, the Clippers this year, the Clippers, (laughs) well, he's now their four. So he can be, like, Russ doesn't have to do what Russ used to do, and his game has changed a little bit. And the other one, also a Clipper, is James Hodden, where... You know, he's a much better player than these guys we mentioned. Well, but he's the system. He so, is, but yeah. he's such a volume scorer. And the way he's always gone about it as a team's number one, he's never been good enough to be your one and be a winner. But now he's a three right. on that team. Although at least James Harden, right? His Say Rockets. Right. Well, Harden. Thank you. They got close. They got close. I mean, they should have beat the Warriors. And his Thunder got close when yep. he was a six man. Although, right, he wasn't the one or the two. Um he was the three. He was the three. Jordan, nobody, nobody going anywhere on that team without Kevin Durant. Jordan Poole's contracts this year, 27.4. Then it goes to 29.7, 31.8, yeah. 34 flat. Good Lord. Four, it was a four-year, $128 million deal. So Kaminga wouldn't even get Jordan Poole money. He would be getting five and one thirty-one, according to Bobby Marks. Which well, and he was just comparing it to Jaden McDaniels, correct? And, and so he said something along those lines. We don't know exactly what it would be, right? But, but just if you're, yeah, frame a reference. And I know we do this every offseason in the NBA. You're going to pay what for who? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many of you have ever watched Jaden McDaniels play basketball? Five years, one hundred thirty-one million dollars. You're probably like, I don't even really know who that is. Yeah. So that's the NBA. You know, he's when, averaging ten point seven a yeah, night. When Bobby Marks says Clay Thompson twenty five million a year, every one of you is like, oh, no, no, we're not doing that. Well, but someone might, right? Orlando might, Philly might, they might. Well, and that's when I asked him if the Warriors, you know, how does that look for the Warriors if they did sign Clay at that level, and you know, they could squeeze him in at twenty five. Now, if you sign Clay for twenty five, Chris Paul comes off, Kavon's not guaranteed, which. You know, that's another one. It's only a partial guarantee, so you hate to think about it, but, you know, this this might be it for Kevon Looney as a warrior. Yeah, it could be. If you look at the way the league goes, and Steve Kerr actually said it to us when he came on about a month and a half ago, the way Kevon plays doesn't really fit with today's NBA. Well, certainly not the way that the Warriors has specifically evolved either, which is that a lot of their starters... Uh, suddenly weren't their starters anymore. And it's a faster game, and Kavon right. is not an explosive offensive or defensive player. Like Kavon Looney next to Steph, Clay, Dre, and Andrew Wiggins at their height of their powers, that worked. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, no, Wiggins isn't isn't playing well anymore. Right. Clay Thompson isn't a starter anymore, and, and Draymond's not in the league anymore for a little while. And all of a sudden it just cratered. It cratered completely. I totally get it. Um, all right, this has been undersold. I've decided. And over-delivered? 
Uh, Just no. undersold. Undersold and underdelivered. I love it. Let's deliver a little more. Sell it to me. Well, we just played it. I'd like to play it again, and I'd like for each of you to lean in a little closer to your smart speakers or, or, or turn your AirPods up or go to YouTube and see something that was a very unsettling, which was, was it? a su- extreme close-up of Dan Dibley. My eye, my bad eye, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Okay. Okay. Did you hear when we just played that Joe Lacob clip to Bobby Marks? Did you all just, oh, yeah, there's Joe talking to TK, and yeah, he wants to save some money and be under the. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear the whole thing? I did, but I, I'm, I'm sensing you want me to hear it again, and I'll lean in again if you want. I want you to lean in, all of you. The audience wants me to lean back. I lean back. Please. I lean back. Shout out Fat Joe. I lean back. Uh, uh, listen. I want you to pull your cars over. I want you to tell your kids in the back, you shut up. I want you to tell your dog, quiet. <laughs> quiet, you. Hey, hey, shut up, dog. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry about my dog. Hey, cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. Thank you. <laughs> Listen to what Joe Lacob just said to you, Warrior fans. I think you're building it up too much now. I'm not. This is a moment. Listen to the whole minute 20. We're going to listen. All right. TK show. Can you say you were going to be out of the second apron going into the off, you know, going into next season? You will not be. Uh, I'll go beyond that. I'll tell you that our, you know, one plan one or one a is actually, we'd like to be out of the tax. And we think we have a way to do that. That, that kind of is the plan, not, not just under the second apron. And that's, I'll tell you why that's important because the truth is that we need to be out of the tax two years out of the next four in order or you know, below the tax line in order to get this repeater thing off our books. We don't want to be a repeater. It's it's just it's just so prohibitive. Not to say we wouldn't do it if we had to, but it you gotta look at what the downside is to doing that. So that's the plan is to try to do that. And we think we can keep our team together and, and retain even the players that are we might be able to bring players back at different numbers and so on. So that's kind of plan A, but there's a plan 1B, I guess, or probably 1A. And 1B is, you know, we could we could go even further uh, than that, and, and we could make big changes if we had to. If this team, you know, were to go slide all the way down here and not do well at the end of the year, you know there's going to be big changes. But if, yep. Yep. But if, you know, if we do really well, we might decide to go the other way. So everything's open. We have to be flexible. I can just tell you that the goal is to not be a lottery team ever. The goal is to be competitive. The goal is to win. And ideally, if it's possible, to win championships or compete for championships. Did you hear the last 15 seconds of that comment? He says they could also go the other way. He says that the goal is to not be a lottery team. Ever. 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 The goal is to compete and win. And, you know, if it's possible, like, you know, everything just kind of falls in place. Maybe compete for a championship. Yeah. Okay. I have never in my entire life as a Warrior fan heard Joe Lacob talk like that. That's the man who sat at Bob Myers' press conference and said our job is to figure it out. And be amazing every year. Every year, be amazing. Joe Lacob started the, and I don't blame him. I understand where they're at. But 
TK goes, you want to get out of the second apron? He says, we're not getting out of the second apron. We want to get out of the At first least, apron. out of the tax. We want to get out of the whole damn thing. And that's plan A. All about money. He didn't say anything about stuff. He didn't say anything about winning. Next thing he says is, by the way, could go even further. Some of you, I think, translated that to mean like, oh, they might play further. No, no, no. They might go even further financially right. down if we crater and don't play well. But if we play well, you know, it could go the other way and we could keep people together. And And the goal is to not be in the lottery. Yeah. The goal is to compete. Ever. In the and lottery. then yeah, <laughs> something crazy happens, then maybe, I don't know, like compete for a championship. He's keeping it real. Listen, my eyes are completely wide open and have been the whole time, but I have never, and neither have you, heard Joe Lacob talk like this because he's never talked like this before. Right. He just gave you his priority list. Priority one, stop spending so much money. That's priority one. Priority two, don't be a lottery team. Priority three, compete. Priority four, win. Priority five, championship. Uh, Listen, I'm sorry. I get that he's just talking to TK. I understand the situation. People are aging, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And Bobby Marks was just on our air talking about the lack of flexibility, but they're lucky it's not even worse because of Jordan Poole. I understand all of it. I'm not saying that there is this way out. Certainly not quickly. But I've never heard Joe Lacob talk like that. I appreciate the honesty and the frankness. So do I. Because if I were in his shoes and I was spending $380 million for a 10 seed, I would give the exact same answer. Mm -hmm. He's done everything financially to give this team a chance to win, including this year where you traded Jordan Poole and you brought back Chris Paul and you're paying everybody and you're, you're spending $380 million, as Bobby Mark said to us at the top of the hour, for a 10 seed. And you may move up and you may get in the playoffs, and Bobby's right about the West. There's some vulnerability with the inexperienced teams at the top. The Warriors could go on a run, and maybe that changes Joe's tune because he is the number one Warriors fan in the world. Forget the fact that he's the owner. He's courtside. He's pumping the fist. He wants this more than probably all of us. But when he lays it out so frankly, I give him credit for that that level of honesty because that's the way that they're going to do this. If they wind up as a 10 seed, you are going to make drastic changes uh-huh. because you're not spending we're not doing 400 million, Mark, as he uh he famously said and you're not doing 400 million for a 10 seed and you've got four chips and yeah you're going to do everything you can to to put a winner around Steph Curry but the thing about we're not going to be a lottery team ever that struck me that tells me that they're not just going to blow the whole whole thing up no. and they're also not going to be a lottery team in 5 years when all this ends right but i'd also argue that as a sound bite that's not a goal that fans want to hear like warrior basketball, we won't be in the lottery. Right? Huh? Well, the the slogan used I, to be Warriors basketball. See you in Chicago. Well, yeah, Warrior basketball. We suck. Yeah, I get it. Warriors like, basketball. Come on, ping pong balls. Because that's all we had was the lottery. I want to be very clear. You're not wrong. I don't blame Joe Lacob one bit. It's not his fault that people have turned 35. It's not his fault. Like, that, there's nothing you can do about that. And I appreciate honesty always as well. However, 
There is one fair question to ask as a follow-up there. How do you think Steph Curry felt listening to that? I think Steph knows exactly what, what's going on. And Oh, I don't. I think he knows what's going on. I don't think he accepts it. Well, I think that he accepts it that because sounded- he understands. And I think he accepts the fact that Joe Lacob is spending $380 million this year and yep. they're a 10 seed. Yep. So he yep. doesn't owe Steph Curry a damn thing. No, he doesn't. It's not about owing it to him. But if I'm Steph Curry, I have to think about my business and the end of my career. Right. And it very much sounds to me like Joe Lacob is saying out loud, the goal for us is to now be a little bit smarter about this because we're not a championship contender anymore. And so why are we going to blow a bunch of money, as you just said, on a 10 seed? And if I'm Steph Curry and people are dancing around on Twitter about LeBron and Giannis, I don't want to hear that. You're telling me, Joe, that the plan A for the remainder of my career is you want to stop spending tax money? See, it's not the remainder of his career. It is. He's talking about the next year because then you avoid being a repeater. I get it. That to me is, if I'm Joe Lacob, that's job one. Okay, but what are they flexible to even do after that? Well, it's after not you get like, out of the repeater, then you can get back into the tax if you want. You can. You can. However, this is still a soft cap league. You can't just go, okay, now we're just going to sign somebody for $60 million a year. Right. And who the hell is available? And a- another year of Steph's career at this point is quite a large thing. He said last week he thinks about retirement every day. Yep. He signed for two more years after yeah. this one. Uh, so he's making fifty five point seven and fifty nine point six. So over the next two years, you're going to be up against it no matter what you do because you have one guy making about a fourth or even even a little bit more of your cap. Look, look, maybe Steph gets it. Maybe Steph's cool with it. Yep, we had our we had our run, we had our fun. But if that guy still has designs on another ring. Before his career is over, I'm sorry. I don't think that that was a wonderful quote. If I were Steph and that were my goal, I don't think that I want to hear that. Job one, save money. Job two, don't suck. (laughs) Like how many, okay, how far down the list before like what happened to maximize the remainder of Steph Curry's career? What happened to that? Well, they're trying to, but to expect him to continue to dance with the luxury tax and in the second apron, if you continue to be a repeater, you lose draft picks under the new Understood. the new penalty structure. I believe it's 2029, you would lose your first round pick. So now, Steph is going to be 40 or 41 if he decides to play that long, and he's going to retire. And Well, you don't have a first round pick because he kept shoveling bad money after good as a 10 seed, and Joe Lacob spending $380 million a year to watch his team in the play-in tournament? Oh, I, I'm not calling him crazy. I know, I know you're not. I'm not saying a word about Joe The idea of him Lacob. verbalizing it, I think, is I'm, not... I don't it, know if fans get offended by that. I don't think that they do. I think it'd be pretty hard to get offended by anything Joe Lacob does financially right. after what he's done for the last decade. I'm simply saying that if my name were Steph Curry, I'd be like, huh, okay. Good to know. And I think that this is all cast in the light of urgency about these final 29 games. And Joe Lacob even said it in that answer. You know, depending on how things go here, if they do end up the year 
on a 20 and 9 run and they snag a 7 seed and they get in the playoffs and they make a little run and they make some noise well now Joe Lacob might be motivated to stay not in the second apron maybe he's in the first apron right. and maybe you decide to uh, to quote Run it back in some ways. Boy, I, like based on the conversations that you and I have with Warrior fans every day, I don't even know if people want that. Y'all want the Warriors to go on a little run here in the second half to the eight seed and then come out of the play-in tournament and uh, lose to the Thunder in five games or six games and then have people go, oh, okay, let's keep them all together. Like that is that what you want? That's not no. what we hear every day. Of course I not. I mean, the, the, even the chat right now is sitting here. No, it's time like reboot, Kaminga, build around this, build around that, Pajemski. All right. Like, uh, again, if, right. if my name's Steph Curry, I'm not real into that. A lot of you are sitting here going, well, this is very normal, Mark. This is an owner who called Jeannie Buss two weeks ago about LeBron James. Two weeks ago. Right. He's on the phone with Jeannie Buss about LeBron James, and now you're making it sound normal that he's like, yeah, I mean, like it'd be great to win another title, but probably not. And, and acting like that won't land with Steph a certain way? It would if I were him. Well, you get to the offseason, and if you do flame out in the play-in or in the first round of the playoffs, however that ends, and you're looking at drastic changes, you can make drastic changes, and one of them might include getting LeBron James to come to Golden State. Whether or not that's enough to to win a title, if LeBron opts out or you get him in a, some sort of a sign-and-trade, you get Chris Paul off the books, you'd move on from Andrew Wiggins, and you find a team that is willing to, hmm. to pay his. It's 26, 28, and then there's a player option for Wiggins yeah. for $30 million in the third year. Uh-huh. It's not a lot. The, the LeBron thing does not feel realistic. It doesn't, you know, it's fun. It's like, no, but I'm, if you're I'm, Joe Lacob and you're looking to make drastic changes, I'm sure you're going to call, you know, you're going to back channel it through Draymond. But but the way you're saying it, and maybe you're right, is that the drastic changes sound like moves to be made for right now. And, and I think that that could go completely in the opposite direction as well. If this doesn't go well over the second half of the season, I don't think it's that, oh, well, let's bring in someone like LeBron. No, it's more like... By Chris, by Clay, and 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 then find ways with even other people, potentially a Wiggins, a Looney, to get even younger. And, and, and I again, I, all I'm yeah, see, asking, I don't, I don't know if he'll go that route because that tells think, me that sends you to the lottery. I think the Warriors would love to get younger. That doesn't mean young, but younger. I think it'd be ridiculous to not think that way when you look at the roster right now. Hard to not right get now. younger when you have Chris Seriously. Paul, you know, a 39-year-old yeah, Chris Paul. And if Clay moves on at 34, you're going to get younger anyway. I don't think that they're going to end up getting like a lot younger. And you don't have your first-round pick next year yeah. unless you do land in the lottery. It's only top four protected. So you're losing that pick. So the only way that you can, quote, get better would be, you know, getting rid of some salary. Nope. And you know, bringing in a veteran or finding some some young players, I, I, or like I don't disagree with a word you're saying. They're a little screwed in terms of trying yeah. to quote get and, better. And my question is, is like we're all running around going, well, Steph's going to finish his career with the Warriors. Well, there's someone who has some say in that that we haven't really brought up yet. His name's Steph. Right. I don't know how this would land with him. Option A is to spend less money, and you know. 
gosh, if everything landed perfectly, maybe we could compete at a high level. That will be interesting because... I, I don't know what he wants. Steph will be 38 when the contract is up. He'll turn 36 here in about two weeks. And I think it's March 10th or March 11th is Steph's birthday. He'll be 36. When the contract's up, he'll be 38. And when you think about that, just when you say 38-year-old Steph Curry, you think, well, he's going to be close to the end. But then you look at Steph this year and you think, 38-year-old Steph... He's probably still going to well, be a top 20 player in the might, association. He might be, but you're also thinking about it in terms of like what would he do when the contract ends. Never forget, this is an NBA star. He can move any day, anytime, of course. whenever he says so. So if we get to the end of this year, and all of a sudden it's like we're letting Clay walk, Chris is out, and it's major change time, we're rebooting this thing, we're trading Wiggins, I mean, is it is it impossible that Steph's got some sort of something to say about all of this in a negative way? Like Steph's going to demand a trade. I don't know. Are we? And that again, to me seems more. It seems like, absurd. More absurd than LeBron coming to the Warriors. But is it is it not equally absurd to think that Steph is just going to quietly be like, yeah, we could just be like kind of okay for the last two years of my career, and then I'll leave. I think that he would put faith in. Dunleavy and Lacob and the power structure to to not just go gently into that good night, but to try to put talent around him. And maybe if it, you get through another year of mediocrity and it looks like they're heading down that road of youth and rebuilding, then maybe he might make a back channel move. I, I can't see him doing that after this year. No, I can't. I've yeah. never been able to even think about I, that. I, I, I'm I not, don't even want to talk I'm about it. I'm not thinking about it now. Kind I'm of just, mad at you right well, now. Well, no, but like, like, can we can we process what we're saying and then like also run it through Steph? I don't think he would like that. I'm not saying he would demand anything. I'm sure he would like to never wear a different uniform. I'm sure of that. But I don't think that this sounds fun for him. I don't think this sounds like a good setup for him, the scenarios that we're talking about right now. I mean, it hurts a lot of urgency on these remaining 29 games. It does. But not the kind of urgency that we're used to. Right. I don't think that it's, in my mind, we're not, it's not realistic to sit here right now, and I hate that word, but it's not, to sit here and think about somebody that's in the 10 seed with 29 games to go, like, okay, can they put a run together and win a championship? Like, come on. What are we actually talking about here? This is a completely different kind of urgency. The Warriors have turned into a reality TV show, and people are about to get voted off the island. Yeah, and it feels like that person who would get voted off would be Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Yeah, and you also have to think about Last year with the Miami Heat were at eight seed, 44 and 38, mm-hmm. and they went out and went on a, a nice little run, and they were able to make it all the way to the NBA Finals. So it is possible. Warriors is a 10 seed. It, you know, in this current structure in the Western Conference, it feels more plausible than it would if there was a couple of really powerful teams at the top. I know Denver and Phoenix are daunting, but the two teams at the top have very little experience. So I'm not saying I'm putting my my money on the line for the Warriors to make it to the NBA Finals, but there is a scenario where it could happen. It's more likely that they're a play-in team and they're a first round out either in the play-in or in the playoffs, and if that's the case, then we're faced with what you're talking about. Yeah, you know the whole thing what, what, uh, th- that I think is also interesting is I think when we're in the moment with certain players, we prioritize this idea of them never wearing another uniform and we do get a little overly emotional about it. And I'm not quite talking about Steph because he is very, very, very special. And, and, and so I do think that that's different. 
Um, but let's entertain this idea of Clay Thompson, which, by the way, if you even just went out, you know, like it's an election year. If we did an election and everybody got your absentee ballot and there was only one question on the, on the ballot, uh, do you want Clay Thompson on this team next year or not? I actually, I, I don't know who would win the election. Like, I, that Warrior fans right now, and maybe this is our echo chamber, but there is a very healthy amount of, I'm done with Clay. And I know that moves and evolves. If we had done this six weeks ago, everybody was done with Draymond. Now you're not done with Draymond anymore because he's behaving and playing well. But the Clay Thompson thing, the idea of these guys wearing a different uniform at some point, there's not really a whole lot of evidence. If what you're worried about, is that in retirement, these players will not identify as Golden State Warriors and have that relationship, that forever relationship with the fans that you really want, it's okay. You can go play for Orlando for a year or two. Clay. Sure. Not Steph. How's Jerry Rice's relationship with the 49er fans? It's all right. It's only all right? It'd be better if he wasn't a Raider. I don't agree with that. I'm just joking. Yeah. It's fantastic. He's still running routes with at the Levi's chains, yeah. every single game. You know what I mean? Like Ronnie Lott was a Jet. Ronnie Lott was a Jet and a Raider. Right. Right. Yeah. And 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 I won't use Joe Montana as an Jerry example. Jerry was a because, Bronco. Yes, he was. And a Seahawk. And a Seahawk. I always forget about the Seahawks. <laughs> Went through that whole division. We can play this game with everyone yeah. except Steph. I agree. So if Clay wants to go out and be a Magics, and if he wants to go and then be a Pelicans, and he wants to go do whatever, as soon as his career is over, you're a Warriors. Come back and get on your exactly. boat, and you're one of us. Draymond, the same. Nothing's Even though we have a love-hate that. relationship with Draymond, right. it's all the same. Steph Curry, I, I cannot... I mean, I, I don't know if I could stomach it's watching him be a Pacers. No, it's, it's absolutely gut-wrenching. However... Halliburton, I'm, right side, not a Steph Curry... But it wouldn't. No. Cha- I don't think it would change his his retirement relationship with the Golden State Warriors. It wouldn't. But it would be absolutely gut wrenching. Totally. To watch him totally. as a Wizards. There's Jordan Poole, left side, swinging over Steph Curry. No. When Boach a Pistons. When Boach retired, even though he wasn't actually retired. Mm, I'm forced down. I'm, I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> when Boach retired, of all those players that came out of the center field gate. Who got the biggest ovation? You remember? Uh, was it uh, Baumgartner? No, we don't get to was see it him. Timmy? Yeah. It's Freak. Oh, and he we was a Mariners, right? He was an Angels. Oh, that's right. Right? I don't think he was. Was he a Mariners? I, maybe not. He he was an, I know he there. was an Angel. Z- he was an Angels. Tim Lincecum played for the Angels. Yeah. It's all of this pales in comparison but, to Steph. But right. I, your point is well taken. But, but then he comes back and it's all forgotten. You're ours and you'll never not be ours. And that's true for these three guys, no matter what. Well, you are warriors. Joe Montana well, is on the phone. Okay. Because, so, hey, I don't even know who I have to root well, for I here. See, okay. Yeah. You can ruin it if you, you want can. with your words. You can. But you can't ruin it by being traded or signing somewhere else. Bumgarner's an money. interesting one because when he ever reemerges again, Hero. the place will go bananas. Hero. Exactly. Even though he was a diamond Greatest and- individual baseball performance I've ever seen in my life. Nothing will change it. Didn't matter that he went on to become a Diamondback. And he's pr- and he's probably, I mean, like he's kind of a wackadoodle too. 
Like, what do we know in Madison for? World Series hero. It's not Rockets. It's not Rockets and angry <laughs> locker room behavior. Like, what a weirdo. But that and being a closet uh, steer uh, <laughs> steer roper, right? <laughs> Did I get that right? What was his damn name on Facebook for the rodeo thing? What was his name? Remember the fake name? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never remember. I'll look it up. It's like Hudson Jenkins or something <laughs> random. I'll find it. Lucas should know that. Yeah, I just, I mean, like, yeah. Nothing's going to change that. I just, I, I hope people. Mason Saunders. There it is, Thank Mason you. Saunders. Very good. Grandy had it. Grandy had it first. Grandy, man. I beat him to it. And no, does. Nothing's ever going to take him away. Nothing is ever, ever going to make Clay Thompson not a Warriors. You mentioned the urgency of the final 29 games, and it feels more now, at, if they, you know, if the losses come more frequently than the wins, it feels like these 29 might be the last 29 of the big three together. And that's where... Sure, that's just a possibility. When you were laying big that time. out earlier about the urgency of the 29 games remaining, and I'm thinking about it more and more, it's not about can they go on a run it's more for me about, is this the end of the big three? We ought to put together a little thingamabob. Let's have all of our sound people put together a little thingamabob okay. with the uh, the theme music from Survivor, but inject in the Warriors, because that's what we're playing. We're playing Warrior Survivor for the next 29 games. Oh, I thought you were going Destiny's Child. No, I'm a survivor. No, not that. Do we no. get to vote people off the team? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, we don't, oh. but they do. Joe Lacob does. Well, Mike, Mike Dunleavy does. Is Jonathan Kaminga get an extension? Is Andrew Wiggins traded? Is Clay Thompson re-signed? Is Chris Paul re-signed or option picked up? On and on and on and on. Like, we're playing. That's these 29 based on what we just played. 29 games of Warrior Survivor is is what's about to unfold starting tomorrow night. That the final tribal yeah. council would totally. be outstanding. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Where we get to ask questions. Right? Yeah. To Draymond Green? Huh? Who's getting their torch blown out <laughs> first? <laughs> it's a great question. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. Yeah. You want to have an alliance with Draymond Green? You better have an alliance with Draymond Green because he will cut you if you don't. Man. Don't betray him at the Tribal Council. Warrior Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance. Trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. We'll get you some final thoughts here next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Holy cannoli, this is crazy. We're warriors! Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Hey, this is random, but we did a lot of uh, Brandon Ayuk yep. Uh, yep. earlier today. And I saw this tweet from Tyreek Hill earlier today. Check it out. Uh, Thank you. My boy Waddle is the future. He's better than I was at this point in his career. He meant in my career, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Let it go. <laughs> Let Tyreek eat. And for people in this fan base to want to trade him is ludicrous. Luda! And then there was an emoji. with Trade him! Yeah, some teary eyes. So it's tough. Well, and he's a year behind Brandon Ayuk. Yep. In terms of his, I want an extension uh, cycle. He's three years in, and he was a first rounder, so he's got to play one more year before he gets into scrubbing the Dolphins from his timeline and totally. all the rest of it. But Waddle, Waddle, I, I think it's fair based on things that I saw and read this year. Waddle did not love. The fact that, Ty- like, great, Tyreek Hill had an unbelievable season. But when you're as good as Jalen Waddle, this is just life, man. It's kind of like what I used to say about Jordan Poole when he was playing behind Steph. It's like, dude, yeah, you want to win. Yeah, you're a team player. But, like, let me eat. I'm really good. And Jalen Waddle is really good. And it's the fact that they threw the ball to Tyreek Hill, like, 15 times a game, I think there were times where Waddle was like, that's not my favorite part of being here. That's not my favorite. And so I don't know if the trade talk is because, because as you say, he's a, a year away from even this really even being right. a thing. A year away from tantrum season. Right, but I don't I don't know how happy or, or content uh, J- Jalen Waddle is. But um, And Tyreek Hill makes, you know, six or seven million more than Debo Samuel does. But his point is, is one that I think we need to let resonate in our brains. Um, You get a good player who does that stuff for you. We have been trained by the greatness of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes to think that great wide receiver play is replaceable. And it's not. It's just not. The idea, I am terrified at the idea of the 49ers being like, yeah, trade Brandon. Go get another one in the draft. Just receivers. Turn and burn. No thank you. A dime a dozen. No thank you. Give me Brandon Ayuk on the 49ers going forward. The younger one. Right. The That's going to be a no from me, dog. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, Waddle, 37th in the league in catches. He had 72 catches. Yep. Missed three games. Got 1,000 yards, though, as a clear number two receiver on that team. Yeah. And, you know, there'll be receivers this year in the first round. There'll probably be four or five wide receivers taken at the mocks I've looked at. So there's receivers out there you can well, draft. I mean, everybody talks about Marvin Harrison Jr. That's everybody's... Uh, he's top three. Yeah, well, yeah he's, that's everybody's bee's knees at the wide receiver position. It's funny, though, to me because, first, he's not going to end up on the 49ers, number one. I don't even know how the hell they would get into that spot in the draft. I have no interest in seeing them try. Um, but uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a fantastic prospect. You know what, though, he's not great at? 
um, what the 49ers like in receivers. Blocking? And and physicality? Like, no, playmaking. Like open field, yak, all of that, where the Niners are so good. And the offense is is partially based on that. That's not really Marvin's jam. But yeah, there's some good receivers coming out. Guess what? What'd you say? Five in the first round? I'm just looking at uh, Daniel Jeremiah's mock. Okay. And I'm looking, he's got uh, he's got uh, Harrison at three. Malik Neighbors goes number four. You've got Romeo Dunze, Washington. Shout out the Pac-12. He goes nine. You go down and, uh, yeah, oh. I can keep scrolling. Okay. About five. Okay. I'll Point set the, Daniel Jeremiah. I'll set the over Brian under. Thomas Jr. Perfect. I'll set the over-under at two and a half. In terms of how many work out. Donnie Mitchell out of Texas. We're at five right there. Uh, Tro- Troy, Troy Franklin. Franklin. There you go. He goes number 32 to Kansas City. You know where he went, right? He went to the uh, Oregon. Is that the one who was really, uh, like, really, really tight with Bo Nix? No. no. Who was, what receiver was that? Tez Johnson. Yeah, there you go. There it's a brother. Go. Daniel yeah, Jeremiah's got six right. listed. Uh, okay. And who came out this year, rookie receivers in the National Football League? Puka Nakua. Okay. Except for he wasn't a first-rounder. Worked out. But that's my point. Like, you might find the best receiver in the draft in round four. I don't know. And neither do they. Because it's an inexact science. And I got no interest in trying to replace Brandon Ayuk that way. Because that's a complete huck it up against the wall and hope. Rashi Rice, Tank Dell. Jordan Addison, yeah, Zay Flowers, all good players, yeah, all good players. Any that didn't work out, uh, probably a couple in there. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably a, couple. a couple, probably a couple. Yeah, I, a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush when you're dealing with an all-pro receiver who was a big part of you going to the Super Bowl. But I can't help be tempted by what's in the bush. What's in the bush? You trade Ayuk, you get a first and a third. And you're not getting mad. Oh, sure you are. No, you're not. You're getting a first for sure. Ugh. This guy is he's an all pro. He's a top seven receiver. You tell me there's not a team out there that wouldn't give you a first round pick for Brandon Ayuk? I don't know. I am not sure about okay. that at all. Especially with what you just detailed. You're telling me that I like remember now, you're not just oh, first round pick Brandon Ayuk, yes, and twenty six million a year. Or we could take one of these guys for five bucks. Lad McConkey. Yeah. Son of an NFL player. Son of a what? He's son of an NFL player. Uh, uh, his dad was, uh, what's his face, McConkey? Played yeah. for the Giants. Phil. Was it Phil McConkey? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was <laughs> Phil McConkey. It, it wasn't? Hold I on. think it was. I'm usually wrong on yeah. these, so it was, uh, yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, look it up. I'm leaking oil here at the end of the show. <laughs> Well, here, while Personal you look that life. up. Well, oh, his father, Benji McConkey. Never mind. That's not an might, NFL Might have been player. his uncle. Who are you? His grandfather was Vic McConkey. I don't think it was. The guy you're thinking of was not McConkey. I think it was McConkle or something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, we'll leave you with this. Further evidence. Phil McConkey. Yeah, yeah Phil. See? Apology. You thought I was nice. making it funny. It was Phil. Anyway. You film McConkey. Um, you do it. So we'll leave you with this. Okay. The 49ers broke the Eagles more than you even realize. A couple of reports coming out today that uh, 
the thought in Philadelphia was that the Eagles' season went sideways starting on December 3rd when the Niners embarrassed them. But they didn't just embarrass them. Remember who they took out. Now, the Eagles took out Dre Greenlaw, but the 49ers, they took out Big Dom. It was a big loss for us. So the report states that Big Dom getting suspended from the sidelines ended up being really bad for Nick Sirianni because Dom was kind of like his emotional COVID animal. Like, he was the one who was like, Nick, hang tight, whatever. I'm going to help you navigate this whole thing. With Big Dom not there, numerous fights broke out, arguments on the sideline between Sirianni and his players. Furthermore, Jalen Hurts' big contract pulled in numerous directions both on and off the field, put him under a lot of pressure that he, quote, didn't handle well. So Hertz's contract and Nick Sirianni without Big Dom turned the sideline into a complete bleep show from which the Eagles never recovered. I told you it was a big loss. Nobody believed me. I had him under control. I left, and he was off the reservation. How many games did we win without me? I ask you. Uh, It was one. It was just one. One. (laughs) It was one. Just one. Um, Well, one man is actually going to lead off uh, the best of. And it's our conversation with Bobby Marks. A lot of great Warrior content in there. If you missed it, you're going to want to hear it. And Grandy has that leading things off. Coming up next on the best of the game, which is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Here comes Grandy Dibs. You want to do it again tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Let's do it again. For Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Shoot your shots. All you got. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 